This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. More than a pleasure to have with us on the program, Holly Hart. Holly is legislative director and assistant to President Leo Girard, one of your favorites and mine, certainly. I think my absolute favorite here at the show. Uh, Certainly, you know President Girard as president of the USW and vice president of the AFL-CIO. This is Holly's first interview on the show, and we're very excited to have her and also to have a woman joining us from the USW. I think it's only been done once before. Holly, more than a pleasure. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Thank you for joining us Good on this Monday. Good Hey, Holly, uh, th- thank, you, uh, thank you for being with us. You know, we have had guests on, we certainly have had people on with the USW and organizations affiliated with the USW, uh, you know, such as uh, the AAM, etc., with regard to trade. Uh, trade is a big topic. Trade is a primary focus. And trade should be a primary focus uh, with the president. Uh, right now, so that people understand where does the USW, and quite frankly, I think every single union stand with regard to trade and the fight uh, between the president and even his own party uh, with the latest proposals? Yes, well, I'm very glad you're doing this show, Leslie. I mean, this is couldn't come at a more critical time. As you know, we've been embroiled in the uh, fast-track debate with uh, the administration for going on almost uh, a month now, I believe. And uh, tomorrow the Senate votes on a key measure to allow the debate to go forward. And this is the Senate's second chance to do it right. So we are working the phones and our members are calling, and we have an unprecedented unity among labor on this issue. Many, many years ago, when uh, most of the impact of uh, bad trade policies was being felt by uh, industrial workers, and pretty much industrial workers alone, uh, it wasn't always that easy to um, have others understand what the consequences of these trade agreements were, but as the years have gone on and factories have closed and communities have lost tax their tax bases, public employees, teachers, postal workers, um, firefighters all deeply understand what happens to their jobs as well. So you know this is this is a pivotal time in the labor movement, and um, we've been. Uh, working together like never before, and hopefully that will continue because of this. You know, when people hear about fast track, uh, it can make them uncomfortable depending on their party and the power in the president's seat in the Oval Office. Right. As a Democrat, you know, I sometimes like the idea that our president could fast track something with a Republican majority uh, in the House and the Senate. But this can be dangerous, and this can be a slippery slope. So let's talk about where things stand. Um, The House narrowly approved by uh, just a handful of votes, 218 to 208, a six-year renewal of trade promotion authority and an ongoing effort to revive the president's trade agenda. There is stiff opposition uh, from the Democrats, and Republicans are working closely with the White House 
and they're executing with the White House, which is kind of odd, uh, a new strategy to pass the authority, um, which is uh, Fast Track, TPA, um, and, and as well as the Trade Adjustment Assistance, the TAA, the Aid Program for Displaced American Workers. Now, can the i mean do they do they have obviously they they go hand in hand but some would say well if you you don't have fast track you don't have the need for uh TAA or or do you simply because there is going to be it would seem some kind of trade deal passed in the long run that's true and um no worker wants to be on trade adjustment assistance instead of having a good paying job and unfortunately um you know, we haven't had a trade agreement that's passed that has created jobs for our industry, especially industrial workers in America. And um, when when factories close, it's 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 unfortunately it's necessary. But you know, one of the key things you said about fast track is, you know. Normally, we might think it might be a good thing to have our Democratic president, if we're Democrats, negotiating our trade agreements for us. But this is a six-year authority. President Obama, we have no guarantee that the next president is going to be a Democrat, if you're leaning that way. If you're a Republican, perhaps you'd wonder if you wanted to give up this amount of authority to potentially another Democrat. So it is a curious marriage of uh, of of uh, interest trying to see this past, and uh, you know I think one has to look at money and Wall Street and who is going to really benefit from these trade agreements, and it is not the American worker, and that is unfortunately why we need a robust trade adjustment assistance program, and unfortunately, the trade adjustment assistance program that um, passed the Senate despite every effort by a number of committed Democrats and others to increase the amount of money so it was more adequately funded to remove uh, the funding mechanism which uh, took money from Medicare to help pay for worker retraining and um, also the fact that service workers are not included in this makes it inadequate uh, um, piece of legislation. Now, the Senate is planning to uh, pass TAA uh, tomorrow, they hope to, uh, on an, a bill to uh, help poor African nations called the African Growth and Opportunity Act. And this newer version of TAA does remove the Medicare funding, but it is still inadequately funded for the amount of workers that are going to need this assistance, and it still excludes service workers. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's just unfortunate. It's, you know, as, as President Gerard always says, it's funeral insurance, and nobody wants that. No, most definitely. So people understand who would say, well, Democrats in the past historically have supported TAA. You know, I think a a lot of Americans are very confused because you have, you know, TAA, TPA, TPP, and then the two. Welcome to Washington. Exactly. And and, And then last week. The two bills linked to each other and passed as one piece of legislation in the Senate last month, which I, I always thought was a, well, a very sneaky, if you will. And that's why that's more so why Democrats voted down TAA, not only because they don't want to deal. Seriously, if you have to have TAA, it's a bad deal. I think that's common sense. It's like two plus two is right. four. But in addition, um, Democrats 
don't want fast track. They want to derail fast track. So, you know, no big surprise that, you know, this, this was not going to be successful, um, you know, with House Democrats, because this is what Democrats have been saying all along. And come on, Democrats and unions, 99.9999% of the time are on the same page because they're worrying about the workers. They're worrying about job security. They're worrying about job creation uh, for the future, which means makes many of us scratch our heads with regard to the president's support of all of this. Yes, it certainly does. And, uh, um, you know, I certainly uh, have worked hard throughout our time in, uh, in, I mean, throughout President Obama's administration to help advance many of his priorities. But this is one where, um, frankly, we just don't understand why he's doing it. Um, it's it's become, uh, you know, an uh, I guess I'd call it, uh, well, I can't think of the word right now, but I guess sort of a stalking horse for what really is going to be the issue here. And once the president gets trade promotion authority, the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement, the TP, wait, TPP, another acronym, is just going to sail through Congress. And right now the negotiations are being held up until uh, all the countries that want to have this agreement with our, with our nation wait to see what happens and whether or not uh, they'll be able to have their negotiated agreement, negotiated in secret, sail through Congress without really seeing getting the scrutiny that it deserves. Uh, Definitely. I I don't, you know, I I guess, again, it frightens me because we don't know, as you said, who's coming up next. The devil you know, and I don't consider the president a devil. No. when, When we look at the fast track and what that gives and how much power that gives the government, it's also odd that Republicans are being supportive because they usually like to throw Democrats under that umbrella of big government. And this well, definitely very, gives more power to our big government. Yes, it's very true. It, it's it's very it's disingenuous at, at, at the very least because uh, you know the, uh, everybody, most Democrat or most Republicans' complaint about President Obama is his usurp his his taking of authority in many ways through the regulatory, from Congress through the regulatory process, all things initiatives that we have supported and other presidents have done, using the power of his office to make sure that laws that are enacted are enacted in such a way as to advance, um, you know, worker interests, which, uh, you know, the president has done in the past. And uh, we can look at the things he's done on uh, the National Labor Relations Act and various things like that. But, you know, that is not enough to compensate for what is going to happen to the majority of American workers once the um, uh, fast track or TPA uh, gets – if, if in fact, we can't defeat it and uh, the next step is a, a trade agreement with 40 percent of the world's um, – uh, gross domestic product. It's just, it's a, an absolutely, uh, uh, and likely to be one of the few trade agree, last trade agreements ever negotiated because the T, T, TPP is going to be an agreement that other nations can dock onto even after it's signed into law. So, you know, imagine if, um, 
you know, you've signed a contract, and then all of a sudden five other people get to join, you know, I'm not using a good example, but um, uh, what I'm trying to say is, you know, we could find ourselves locked into a trade agreement that uh, our representatives have no ability to change eventually with a country like China, with other countries, and it will just be bigger and bigger. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with our guest. Holly, doing a great job. I knew you would, uh, but uh, glad to have you with us today. If you want to join us, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Our guest is Holly Hart. She's Legislative Director and Assistant to President Leo Girard from the United Steelworkers of the USW. Check out their website, USW.org, and President Leo Girard's Twitter handle. I encourage you to follow him there and check out all going on in USW land and their thoughts on TAA. TPA and TPP. Follow them there at USW Blogger. When we come back, more with our guest, more with you at 8886Leslie. You can also tweet me by following me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. We'll incorporate your tweets throughout the hour as well. Don't go away. Hey there, I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back only to Democracy and Talk Radio. TPP, TPA, TAA. Uh, we are talking about all of it, and we want to hear from you. Holly Hart is joining us, Legislative Director and Assistant to President Leo Girard at the United Steelworkers, the USW. Holly, thank you for holding, and welcome back. Um, the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, this agreement would involve almost half, 40% of the world's economy. What do you say to those that uh, say, you know, two things? One, well, let's start with the world, you know, 40% of the world's economy. You know, if the United States doesn't get on board, we're going to be left out of the international conversation and the international play with regard to the global economy. That could hurt America down the road. Uh, the, you know, that'll be a bigger hurt than the number of jobs that won't be created or the number of jobs that could be lost. And you would say? I would say that the U.S. market is the most open market in the world. And we already trade with a number of the countries that are um, – involved in the TPP. Uh, the additional countries are countries like Vietnam, Brunei, uh, Malaysia, where they just found 139 human trafficking victims in a mass grave, where in Vietnam, workers make 57 cents or 56 cents uh, an hour, and uh, in Brunei, where there's Sharia law. And, you know, what we're talking about, these, you know, is more the ability of capital to move to places like that with certainty that uh, the you know multinational corporations' investments will not be damaged. Um, obviously, our trade negotiators should be asking for greater market access for U.S. products, and in some instances, they're asking for that. But are they being granted it? I mean, Japan is a prime example. Um, their market is very close to a number of our products. And, uh, you know, uh, part of what trade agreements are about for, you know, the agriculture sector, yes, we do export a lot of uh, agricultural goods. But, um, you know, Japan has been close to our beef. It has been close to our rice. Um, but when you get into manufactured goods, things get a little murkier. And one of the big issues that the steelworkers are concerned with are the um, countries, the, the, what, we'll, what we call the rules of origin. And what that means is what's the domestic content 
of a product that's going to be produced in a TP in in a in a good that's considered a a uh, a good produced but under the TPP. That could mean, you know, if if the content rules are as low as they are or were for the Korea Free Trade Agreement, um, just as way of background. Um, domestic content in NAFTA, the very first big trade agreement that passed that devastated the manufacturing sector, the um, domestic content provisions and rules of origin were at 65%. They went down to 50% with the, I believe it was Australia Free, free Trade Agreement. Holly, and hold that Korea, thought. Holly, excuse me. Sorry to interrupt. Hold yeah. that thought because I don't want people to lose any information you're giving out. we got to take a break. We'll be right back to you. We have some calls to take. Head 8886 Leslie, 8886537. 7543, some tweets to share as well. Follow me at Leslie Marshall. Follow President Gerard at USW Blogger. We're back with Holly Hart, Legislative Director and Assistant to President Gerard at the United Steelworkers. Holly, thank you for holding. Welcome back. And sorry to interrupt there. You were talking about Australia and other countries when we were talking about the global uh, economy and when we were talking about 40% of the world's economy uh, being involved with this new agreement, speaking obviously of TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Okay, and talking about Trans-Pacific Partnership, I just want to be, you know, some of our listeners may have lost track because I realize I was throwing out a lot of numbers there, but um, you're talking about 40% of the world economy, and one of the arguments for passing TPP is that, oh, America's going to get left out of this. Well, who, who's really going to get left out of this is the American worker, and that's the problem, and that is why we're fighting against this so so vigorously. Um you know, you're competing against slave labor. You're competing against low-wage countries. You're competing against countries where environmental laws are not as strict as here. It's just going to make the playing field that we all try to work on much less, tilt, much more tilted against us. Let's take some calls. Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. In New Orleans on line five, Joe joins us. Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. Um, how do you feel about this, uh, the T- TPP specifically, um, especially because it's all done so secretively? There's not the transparency here. How does that make you feel about this deal and about our government with regard to this deal? Well, it's next to impossible uh, to read thousands of pages of laws for any average citizen. But when you start cloaking those laws in secrecy, uh, now it, it, it what do you, well, how do you react if you kept deaf and dumb? You, you cannot read it. You, don't, you can't talk about it. And we're supposed to trust people in Washington to pass this, uh, again, cloaked in secrecy? No. Uh, somewhere you have to resist. Uh, continued unconstitutional acts. It's got to stop. Joe, I couldn't agree with you more. This is Holly. Um, I think uh, as a uh, an assistant to President Gerard of the Steelworkers, I serve as a cleared advisor on the Labor Advisory Committee on Trade for uh, with the US, United States Trade Representatives. So we actually get to talk to the negotiators. I have... Um, you know, if I wanted to read parts of the TPP, I would have to go into a room. I would have to give up my cell phone. I would not be able to take any of the paper with me. And I would have to read through 
things that have been redacted. So it would be like reading one of those things you see just filled with black lines, lots of black lines. So you're absolutely right. There is no way for an average uh, citizen, no less a busy member of Congress who has time to go to a secret room and try to read through, as you say, thousands and thousands of pages of uh, of a trade agreement that covers so much more now than a trade trade agreements ever did. Once upon a time, it was just about, I'll sell you this because I make it better than you, and you sell me this because you make it better than me. But it's not that way anymore. I mean, you we're must giving reject, up. Holly, on face value, that type of law. It, yeah. It's got to go on right. face value. Well, I appreciate that. And I agree. Uh, agree. Joe, thank you very much for the call. Uh, let's go to some more calls on line two in Las Vegas. Uh, Jim joins us. Jim, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Happy Monday. Question or comment for our guest? Um, a statement first. Um, there's three reasons why I'm against this. And number one is Elizabeth Warren. Number two is Bernie Sanders, whom I trust. And number three is why can't the public read this? Why, why don't we have the opportunity to see what this trade thing is all about? Well, people that support um, Trade Promotion Authority will say that once it's passed and once the TPP is signed into, uh, you know, has been agreed to by all the negotiating partners, so in other words, after you lose any leverage you have to change it, then people may be able to see it for a brief period of time. And like you say, it's, it's, it's totally, um, you know, unconscionable. Don't, don't the corporations have the right to, to uh, file claims from other countries against us if, if the environmental rules aren't the way we want them or the labor rules aren't the way we want them? Yes, you're absolutely right. Those are called the Investor State Dispute Settlement uh, Chapter. And what that does is allow corporations to sue um, uh, countries for laws that they say impact their profit. So you're very right. It could happen with our environmental laws. Just like the for-profit prisons we have here now where they guarantee X amount of prisoners so that the taxpayers have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's why I'm against it. And um, thank you so much for well, being Well, call, call your senator. I call um, them every day. I, I have a Republican and my Democrat. Uh, she, she's wonderful, Dina Titus, and she hasn't wavered one bit. But oh, well, good. Harry Reid hasn't either. So I call, but when I tell my friends from out of town, they don't even know what it's about. Because it's TPT, PTA, I mean, it's all these code words, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I think that's part. Of, I so think much. that's part of it. I mean, if we, the American public, are confused, you know, our politicians are confused. Let's be <laughs> let's be honest about that. Thank you for the call, uh, Jim in Vegas. Try and stay cool. I'm in Southern Cal. It's hot, hot, hot. I can imagine how it is there uh, in more of the desert. Um, I, I want to also talk about uh, exploitation. Uh, because, uh, you know, I thought that President Gerard, when he released his statement, and I just quote um, some of it, quote, it's clear that the Republican leadership will do anything to grease the wheels for job-killing trade agreements. Today, in order to pass legislation through the House, they loaded Fast Track onto a bill to ensure the integrity of pensions for firefighters. Mm -hmm. He said, quote, this non-controversial bill, well, you know, I'm going to let you take it from here, because uh, to me, that's disgusting. 
and this is why Americans are so angry and fed up with lack of transparency, is how dare you exploit firefighters to try and pass fast track? I know. It's, you know, I, I actually have, you know, um, my head's been spinning for the past week or two, I think, with the procedural moves that um, both the Senate and the, you know, the Republican-led House and Senate have been going through and sort of the tortured explanations for why it's all kosher uh, of you know, just what they have, the various uh, manipulations they have done to ensure the passage of fast track. And, you know, the pension, the firefighter pension bill is, as we said, it was non-controversial. It's, uh, you know, but it, it's some measure, uh, it should give you some measure of, of uh, indication of what the firefighters thought of it, because they opposed their own bill, because TP to trade promotion authority or fast track was on it. They did not want their their priorities mixed up with that. And this and this and, and mixing things up is actually what Jim our last caller was talking about with private mm-hmm. companies suing countries if the country's actions hurt the company's profits. This is crazy. It is. It does seem like insanity. Also and, further further insanity is you know we we, we have specific language in TPP, in a sense, to have the world monitor China um, right. with regard to its trade practices and with regard to its manipulation of its currency, which is pretty much screwed you know, the rest of the world you know, in the value of their money to a degree and could even be worse going forward. And now China's like, hey, we might jump into this whole TPP thing. Right. And one of the things, you know, one of the ironies of the whole thing in this effort to try to pass fast track and all the various bills that they have uh, tacked on, one was passed by the Senate. It was a bipartisan effort. It was called the Customs Reauthorization Bill. And it was a great bill. It had um, uh, strong provisions against currency manipulation and um, also wonderful, very good provisions to enhance our trade laws. So that passed the Senate. In addition, that also included um, a uh, provision from, uh, well, that bill didn't, but uh, uh, what wound up happening in the House to that good bill that passed the Senate, the House took it, and they took out the part on currency manipulation. They um, have weakened some of the trade enforcement provisions. And in addition, that bill now amends a bill that hasn't even passed yet or been signed by the president. It will amend Fast Track once the president signs it into law to take away a provision that Senator Menendez from New Jersey had put in on human trafficking which would have declared Malaysia, essentially declared Malaysia unfit to be part of the TPP because they are on the Tier 3 list of, uh, uh, of trafficking nations in the annual trafficking report. So, I mean, it's just... It, it's amazing the lengths that uh, that uh, the Republican leadership is going to try to make sure that they advance uh, President Obama's trade agenda. 
We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back right here on the only true democracy in talk radio. One more segment with our guests, some great calls, great tweets. We'll be sharing more of your tweets. Follow me there on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Follow our guest, more specifically the man that she works with, the great Leo Gerard, president of the USW and the vice president of the AFL-CIO. Follow him there at USW Blogger. And we're going to share your tweets on this issue. Are you confused about fast track and trade and why it's good perhaps for security or isn't or the economy but can it be when it leads to so many jobs being affected and and being wiped out in the future it doesn't create jobs it doesn't protect jobs how can this be good for the american people the working class and that's the majority of our nation and quite frankly majority of our voters we're back with holly hart legislative director and assistant president gerard at the usw very glad to have her on the show holly by the way you're doing great i want you back already <laughs> and i'm not just i'm not just saying that because i like leo i'm not kissing up to you but i really like you <laughs> well thank you leslie i appreciate that i like you too we'll be sure to tell the boss he's, he's gonna think it's too much chick power going on though right <laughs> oh yeah and yeah you know he's not afraid of that <laughs> no, I know he's not. No, I love him. Absolutely adore him. Let's uh, speaking of guys, let's go to another Dan's in California online too. Hi Dan. Good afternoon. Question or comment for our guest Holly Hart from the USW regarding um, all these T's that we're dealing with in Washington. Uh, hello. I think this is Wayne. Actually, not Dan. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey Wayne. Oh hi. Hey, thanks for letting me weigh in on the conversation regarding the TPP and the TPA. I just wanted to say that I think that the worst problem in Washington related to the legislative process is definitely the omnibus bill. And this, you know, the TPP and the TPA are certainly the most omnibusy of bills that are going through Washington right now. They're just a big convoluted mess. They remind me of Obamacare, which is basically a big piece of omnibus garbage. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a part of that, as I do have a pretty worthless health care policy, um, which is, you know, through Obamacare. I really wish that Congress would get it right. Okay, Holly? Well, we certainly fought to have Congress get uh, get it right on not only Obamacare but on TPP and TPA. And um, the unfortunate thing is, um, is people aren't quite we <laughs> people haven't listened. Um, you know, so appreciate the fact that you are opposed to these two agreements and the fact that, you know, you're right. It is an absolutely huge convoluted mess. And, um, you know, these are massive agreements that require the scrutiny of members of Congress and our elected representatives, and they're not going to have the opportunity or the time to do that. And, you know, the health care law, well, we certainly supported it and still do um, because it has brought insurance to uninsured people is that it is a um, it was cobbled together in order to get the right amount of votes and so therefore it was not good policy it was what was needed to pass it and that's exactly what's happening with TPP and uh, I mean with the tra- trade promotion authority uh, let's take another call, and we do have Dan uh, in California online, too. Hi, Dan. Good afternoon. Hello, Leslie. Uh, I just haven't heard anyone really ask the question why. A caller asked, uh, why can't we read it? And the answer was, well, you'd have to do it in the room, give up your cell phone and, and, all, and all the redactions and everything. 
the question is why. Why is that? Why can't we all, anyone who wants one, get a copy, whether or not they can read the whole thing? And the other question is why is Obama against it? We don't hear that question very much either. Well, uh, good questions. Um, those are both good questions, and no, two of which we've never got we've never gotten answers to. Um, you know, why is it the reasoning that we get is that in order for these negotiations to take place and for you know us to get various countries to agree to abide by certain rules we want them to or to allow us to import our goods into their markets that you know they need the assurance that once that agreement is done that nobody's going to change it and that is you know one of the reasons they say that um, you know we really you know, uh, shouldn't be involved in trade policy at the, you know, the trade policy may, at the agreement level. And, um, you know, why can't we see it? Uh, that's a good question, because in um, other countries, their trade negotiating texts are released. I believe it's in the EU. Uh, that's how we're learning about what's going on in the, the other T, the TTIP, which is the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Treaty. So, you know, it's, it's um, once again, a playing field that's stacked against the average worker, the average American, um, and, frankly, the average member of Congress. Holly, we reached out to folks on Twitter and, and talked about and asked if we need to overhaul um, our trade policy and if we need an overhaul of our policy that replaces deals which benefit international corporations and financial industry, and if doing so at the cost of U.S. jobs is the way to go. John says that the United States and every Western nation on the planet needs to adapt to world competition and to renovate their policies to match. Do you agree with that? And if so, this doesn't necessarily have to be that renovation, does it? I don't believe so. And, yeah, sure, everybody has to adapt. And, you know, American workers, American industries have adapted. But you can't adapt when countries don't play by the rules. You can have all the rules you want, but if a country like China decides that they're going to give one of their industries free loans, free power, free, um, you know, access to capital that our companies have to pay for, um, you know, where, where is the equity in that? How is that balanced? It's not. And how do you adapt to that? You can't work for nothing. You know, we, we need to, you know, be more than a nation that consumes crap from China. Excuse me. Um, you know, it just, we, we have to be able to support ourselves. Absolutely. And, Excellent points. You're going to come back with us, I hope, Holly. Uh, was it a good first date? <laughs> well, it was a great first date, Leslie. <laughs> Thank you. Holly Hart, Legislative Director and Assistant to President Gerard at the USW. Follow him at USW Blogger.